Hey, y'all, and welcome back to the Rhythm Section, brought to you by the Minor Finery. I'm your host, Coburn Blair. This week, Kyle and I are talking about Kanye's yet-to-be-released album. And what is going on with that? We're also talking about Dave's We're All Alone is Together, Isaiah Rashad's The House is Burning, and Charlotte Day Wilson's Alpha. We hope you enjoy it. If you like what you hear, remember to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get into the show. So, Kyle, I feel like it's been a long time, but also not as long as I think it has been, because we were just talking about Kanye's album on the last podcast, and it still has not come out yet. What do you think? Do we, are we going to get it this week? Is this August 6th date realistic? I mean, I think it is, but I have no basis on that other than the fact he put up, you know, that notification that it was being released again because of, like, the listening party and the second listening party and all that kind of stuff. So I really, uh, in short, I think yes, but like, I mean, who knows? You, I mean, like, hold, hold on a second. I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to stay. Okay. There is a way I know how he's going to do that. He's losing a million dollars a day at this point. You, actually, is he actually losing a million dollars a day? It's uh, the rumor is it's a million dollars a day to be holed up at Atlanta stadium where he is finishing this album. This is like, what do you think about this in terms of Kanye rollouts? Cause like, w- like, what is this? Like, I, I, I don't know. I heard the rumors that he was at the stadium. Then he was at the stadium. Then he was popping up at soccer games and stuff. Like, I, I don't really like understand what the stadium has to do with it. Like he just, is he like playing the album in the st- in the stadium or. Oh, okay. So like, I have theories about this. So like one, he's got some big fan of the opera vibes happening. Uh, but okay. So like my whole thing was, you know, does this whole being in the stadium actually make sense? And I was saying that um, if this is kind of like simultaneously one of the big rock star moments uh, in hip hop, but also like given given he's probably planning a massive stadium tour for this album, it makes complete sense to have the album mixed in a stadium because I feel like he, that's the what he's trying to do. I feel like he's trying to. We'll put it this way. Like, Dre always says he tests his music in the studio and in a car, and he's just one-upping it. He's like, I test my albums in a fucking stadium, and that's what's up. That is, like, pretty cool. Like, it's really a rock star thing to do for him to, like, pull up in a stadium. And, like, the pictures of, like, where he's actually sleeping is crazy. Like, the whole thing, you know, even though I'm not really, like, I'm kind of, like, lukewarm on Kanye these days. Yeah. It's getting me a little bit excited. I'm also wondering if, you know, Drake put out a video clip or someone recording him or whatever. So I'm wondering if he's going to, you know, step up and, and go into competition with Kanye. Yo, I love I, that one. I'm hoping that that's the, the situation, because if you're Drake, you don't get Trump by Kanye on this. Yeah. So I think that's the kind of issue, though, is I think that, like, you know, probably Drake wants to do it. And in his heart, he feels like he could do it. But also he doesn't want to, like, you know, get a number two album. So, you know, he'd rather try and get his own day. I'm not sure, though. He's, he's trying to listen. He's There's only really one solution to that problem, that he has to, uh, you know, rent out uh, Scotiabank Center. Uh, I mean, that's what's got to happen next. That's really the next step. That would be a flex in itself. But, okay, do you think in a head-to-head battle, does Kanye beat Drake or does Drake beat Kanye in this day and age? You know, after the years we've had, the hype, Jesus King, you know, CLB, the EP we got from Drake, you know, where is the hype levels at? Who's who who wins that head to head? Well, I think that Drake can take it just because I believe he's been 
uh, you know, a little bit more on, I mean, I, I mean, it depends on what you feel about the last, I mean, the, the EP, uh, Drake dropped this year. Fantastic. I think that got everyone to like fever pitch, you know, everyone on, but you know, the Redditors and also, you know, Toronto Twitter, uh, was coming out for that. They enjoyed it. It was kind of a cool little mini communal enjoyment of it. But listen, I think that, um, it's really going to come down to which album is fucking better, to be honest with you. Like if they're both. Like, if one of these guys misfires, then the other one's going to do much fucking better. But I think if we're looking at who is going to debut at number one, then it's probably, I would say, it's probably going to be Drake. But who the fuck knows? You know what I mean? Like, it, it depends what Kanye we're getting. Like, this is kind of being hyped up uh, to be, you know, something more along the lines of, you know, maybe vintage Kanye. At least that's what, like, this all this ridiculousness is kind of pointing towards but i mean if he just pulls out a yay or even a life is pablo and drake comes out with a fucking fantastic album well then that's that's drizzy takes it yeah i think it'd be interesting i'm like i think i expect more from the drake album especially because he's taking so much time with it and we're kind of seeing some of his influences the song he dropped uh last week with smiley i really liked yo it was Um, good he's in a good spot but I feel like he's also kind of testing the waters a little bit. And people have been really, really craving this album. And, you know, Drake's albums have been events pretty much since the day he, you know, kind of did So Far Gone. You know, after that era, it was always an event. But also Kanye is really good at getting people hyped up. He does like, you know, the stadium stuff. Like people really like paying attention to it. He like, you know, finds new people who are kind of buzzing in their own worlds. And he brings them into whatever he's doing to like promote his album for him. So you have like, Justin LeBoy this time, who's like a social media guy who like, I don't know why he's there or what, you know, music effect he has, but yeah. he's like running PR for Kanye at this point. Um, you know, who else did he have there? He had somebody else, like maybe a famous comedian or somebody was like hyping. Oh, Jermaine Dupree was hyping the album up. Like, yeah, it seems like he has like, you know, the kind of tastemaker people around. So I don't know. I don't know what he's going to kind of, give us on, on this album though because we're did you I'm check hearing... out did you check out any of the listening party no i don't think i did no i didn't do that did you i watched like the second half of it i mean i was just getting back to the house and kind of following along on reddit by the way if you were checking out the comments on reddit as if this was unfolding i mean it was kind of hilarious there was like big kanye is washed energy yeah and making fun and, like just making fun of the mix because yeah it was not good that's why we're in a fucking kidnapping mike dean in, in a stadium uh you know uh, remixing it, he, he basically put together an obscenely large test audience, and now he's doing the another test of it. Like we'll put it this way: if he is not doing this because he's looking to see what it's going to be like from a lot from a from a you know from a perspective of what would the, it be on the tour, then it's just you know pointless access. You know what I mean? I, I liked what Jermaine Dupri's comments were because he basically said like you know Kanye is being a true A and R in this role because he went he played the album did the whole listening party and then he kind of took the album back and went to work on it um i almost wish he kind of gave us another live album because i kind of like that i think that's really cool and there's not too many people who could pull it off where you know Mm -hmm. the album's constantly getting updated and changed so i would kind of like that and i think that you know kanye with what he does in this day and age he's kind of works in that in that way where he's like always like wanting to change and, and improve and do other things to it but I don't know. It's like I found Jesus King lackluster. I found, you know, all hype around Wyoming to be like really lackluster in the end um, outside of a few songs, which we talked about on this podcast. Please go back and listen. If you haven't heard those episodes, we review, 
you know, the Kanye West projects there. Um, but I don't know, like he, you know, obviously won a Grammy for Jesus King, but I'm not that excited about Kanye in this day and age. I mean, I'm not trying to be like giving out hard atheist energy, but Christian contemporary isn't a Grammy. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's a Fisher Price, my first Grammy. Yeah, I'll, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Should we move into an album that I really want to talk about now? Yeah, this was fucking good. This good, good. We got a murderous row of fucking albums for this week. I'm yeah, this out. This is you know, I think we're gonna have to go back and like maybe look at our our episodes and see you know what our favorite episode to review music was in because this is I think it's up there right now. Yeah, me. this is a really this is a really good one. So the album we're talking about is Dave's. We're all alone in this together. So this is his sophomore album is follow-up to his studio debut psychodrama um which got a lot of acclaim this album i think in my mind he might have topped it uh this album was fantastic definitely i think my favorite album of the year so far and i think it's gonna stick that way for me i've probably played this album you know maybe given it at least like three sales which is a lot of streaming if you want to do the math but yeah, it's it's not left rotation for me at all. There is a really good collection of moods and vibes and, you know, seriousness. And it's really, really well sequenced. He got the number one. He's just such a promising artist. And I'm really, really excited about this. Yeah, you know what? It was really... I was very excited. I mean, obviously, when I saw it on Reddit that, you know, he's going to be dropping and I texted you right away and I'm like, this is going to be sick. And I like it really didn't disappoint. I was not disappointed by this album at all. So what did you think of this album? You know, what are your favorite songs on it? Where would where, you think of Dave, you know, going into this album? Well, I feel like psychodrama was a super ambitious debut uh the idea behind it being structured around this like idea of a therapy session and you know coming out of a gate with a full-blown narrative and sticking the landing was kind of a pretty big thing so you know i think if he was an american artist of comparable scope i feel there would have been a lot more buzz just everywhere about it so you know he was facing a tough task for any new artist like trying to do a sophomore album when you massacred the fucking first one and then you know it's like shadow boxing you are your own opponent and that opponent is almost always more prepared to write his first album than you than his second so like it's really 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 tough but he completely avoids the sophomore slump which is really fucking cool he actually kind of matured and grew as an artist i don't even think necessarily that he topped the previous album i think he did something better in that he created the perfect follow-up to it like it just shows like a natural growth um from where he was before yeah i think it's you know i think he was what he, he's 23 years old now so he might have been 21 for his first album for for psychodrama 2019 i think yeah, yeah yeah so there's a lot a lot of growth here and i think that he just like is really good at capturing different sounds and styles but also the sequencing was what really blew me away this album's only you know 12 songs long and i believe psychodrama is 11 songs yeah he doesn't he doesn't fuck around with like oh this is 25 tracks yeah, there's like there's nothing wasted on it. Like there's not a wasted moment or a wasted single. Everything just feels very natural and it goes, you know, right into another 
it's just, I don't know. I think this album is just phenomenal. And this is, you know, definitely probably the, it's my favorite album I've heard this year. Yeah, it's the natural, again, the natural growth is ridiculous. And it's kind of from like, you know, having one worldview, then kind of hitting your mark, getting success, changing your own narrative, then kind of like looking at the worldview again with different albums. So like if one is a, th- you know, so if psychodrama is a therapy session, then this, oh, this feels like Dave walking into the street after that therapy session and kind of interpreting the world and talking about the loneliness that comes from in the loneliness ah, and the loneliness that can be, you know, felt by you know, a young black guy trying to live in the world. And, you know, you hear through the entire out al- that through the entire album. And although this album is like really good sonically, he puts like a narrative together and ideas are at the forefront. And, um, you know, it's appreciated because he has bars. He's really good. It's not like machine gun speed or experimenting with meter. It's all done through storytelling. And I think that's why he's able to kind of like hit with his music, um, uh, really, really effectively. Yeah, I just the yeah the amount of maturity I'm I'm hearing here, and you know he can play in a, a street realm, but also he is very aware of his surroundings and he's very aware of his station in life, and that just really made this album beautiful for me. What are your standout tracks? Okay, so in the fire is one of them. That that like that was the one that was like the seven minute song, where like it's him just fucking rapping the entire fucking time. So yeah, well he just did a really great feature run on that song because you know it opens up with Fredo, uh, yeah. then it moves moves into Meeks, and then we get a verse from Getz, and then we get Gigs. The Getz and then verse we have is Dave. awesome. Oh, Getz yeah, verse. Yeah. Guess he he blew that out of the water. That's you know another. He's one having of a big year. Verse. He's having an amazing year, and I'm I'm really happy to see him you know, get the shine that he deserves and love that he deserves because he's a legend. And so I think that was really smart by what Dave did on this. You know, the features are hidden, so you can't see it like, you know, when you're looking at the album. But you have, you know, Fredo, who's kind of like a, you know, when he must be like 25, 26 now, he's been around for a while. You know, he does the street stuff super well. West London. Um, Then we move into Meeks, who I don't know that much about Meeks, surprisingly. He's not really someone that spent a lot of time with the music he also drops a very good verse there and then gets just kind of steals the show um and then we move into into gigs you know definitely a legend in the london road rap scene he you know is just he reminds me of, i was thinking like he kind of reminds me of uh 21 savage a little bit in that you know he's That's kind of comparison yeah he's kind of like gonna give you the same kind of thing every time but it works because that's you know what he does and he kind of like leans leans into that yeah and then dave also just gives another like really 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 good verse uh after that like this is strong like his bars are very strong on this fucking album and then like verdansk that was another one where Verdansk is amazing. Verdansk, I was like, when I listened to it, that's where I was just like, 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 it's a great album, but that's the one that obviously, like, it's the second track, like, it caught my eye, eye, ear, whatever, and it was just, I'm like, wow, this is, it's like very, the beat is simple, but he just kind of takes it, and you're just hanging on every, it's like you're reading a really good book, but it's like having it spoken directly into your ear, and it's just, was really, really, really fucking cool. Verdansk was sick, uh, Lazarus was cool. Law of Attraction was Snow uh, Allegra. Allegra, 
Yeah. So, so like Snow Allegra, uh, she just put an album, I think, two weeks ago, um, which yeah. was actually two, three weeks ago, which was actually really fucking good. So, if anybody should listen to that, I'm wondering if she, uh, he mentioned, because like some of the verses, because you, like you were mentioning, some of the verse, the features are hidden, except the Stormzy and the Snow Allegra and the James Blake, I think. Yep. Was it? Are they the only ones that aren't? Uh, no, there's Wizkid, you have Boge. So, you know, he kind of. I'm, one, I'm wondering if these people are all dropping albums this year i could see you know whiskey is just kind of still like he's starting to chart a little bit more with uh I believe yeah. essence featuring thames he put out a really fantastic album last year snow Allegra has just come out uh, i really like when james blake is featured on an album he just really works well with people and he's and Dave, good with you know, it didn't yeah, waste really anything good. on that out that song like he just really gives you an insight into himself and he's just really digs deep on this album and i thought it was just fantastic for that but yeah, those features are good. There's another feature, I believe. There's like we get someone rapping on, um, or like a, a woman who's rapping on uh, both sides of a smile. I don't know who that is though. Yeah, I don't know who it is. Yeah, should look into that. But yeah, um, so yeah, my favorite tracks, I you know, I definitely go over dance. It's a song I've been playing a lot. Clash with Stormzy is really really fun. I like that it's song so a lot. Good. In the fire, you know, we've kind of said it already. The song's amazing, great choice of features. But Three Rivers really st- stood out to me because he kind of tells this narrative, starts talking about like the Windrush generation and their place in England, and then he moves into Eastern Europe, your Eastern Europeans, and you know the, the struggles that they face, and then their place in England, and then he moves into you know the Middle East and how that has kind of you know people from there have been displaced and you know set, has settled in England. And he kind of ties all these things together to talk about, you know, what it means to be British, but also what it means to accept immigrants and grow your country and your community. Yeah, especially at a time where we know you're seeing like populism across the board in the Western world. Uh, It's very interesting because like he's very deft at kind of understanding the political climate, but like bringing it into a situation that is digestible for the music as well. Like it's very, it's very deftly done and very in the, the way this thing is sculpted around it. I, I just think that, you know, I definitely think in, in terms of the British magazines, this has to be, and the British publications, this is definitely going to be somewhere at the top at the end of the year. And I think definitely on in our in you know our end of the year as well because this was just like back back to front really good. Yeah, I I, I like he kind of did the same thing on the last album where he he kind of brings this point after Three Rivers where he gets into System with Wizkid and then Lazarus with with Bosch and it just you know he's getting into this Afrobeat kind of rhythm thing which he really works really really well with you know I know he's of Nigerian heritage. And he builds up to it well, because at the beginning, there's it's less present, but, you know, you see it kind of build and build and build towards the end of the album. It's really kind of ever present. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, like it kind of like the album just has like kind of hills and it goes up and it comes down and it, you know, he's it's just really, really good. I, I probably can't say that enough. I probably said that a million times uh, so far. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. Hard. But like, you know, do you think because I think if this was put out by an american act you know they would kind of become that up next person because i could really see you know he's 23 years old this album is phenomenal i think he's going to be like he already is a star but i think he could be you know superstar uh status at some point and he's all independent as well which is really interesting 
that was the big like it, it really the album very clearly had support like from a personnel standpoint which is awesome for an independent album because you know he was able to pull this off with his team rather than you know really kind of anything you know more extemporaneous and i think that yeah i agree if if this is dropped and again of like a, a kind of an equal level of artist um you know breaking into the industry in in north america this is gonna really especially the united states this is it's gonna it's gonna break through and everyone's gonna be like what is this guy doing and who's this and what is he doing um, moving forward and you know i i I think it's a really good time for uk hip-hop there's like especially when you're adding guys like uh pasalu on top of it then you have dave putting out another great album as well um and then you had a you know release from aj tracy this year uh flu game was fantastic gets fantastic slow tie Skepta just dropped an EP. Like this is a really, really good time for English hip hop, and I, I, it's really great to see the, the, this kind of unfolding the way it is. Yeah, the scene's in a really, really healthy place, you know. And you have these guys, and they're all like superstars of their own right. You have the kind of legends who Dave, you know, has, works well with. Um, I really want to see. I can't remember if there's a Kano voice note at the end of the album but i really want to see dave and kano work together because you know they did talk boy together but i really would like to see his presence on maybe a third album because kano's been putting out some really good music too and i think they would work really well together and i know we have you know gets who's from newham who's good friends with kano on on here and with a uh, very much a scene stealing verse i think you know probably one of my favorite guest verses on this album but yeah like so i think with dave it's interesting because he kind of broke out based on that drake feature you know all those years ago when he was like 16 or 17 or something like that and then you know obviously he was working on his own and doing his own thing but he really helped use that to propel him to superstardom and he's worked well doing that and like you know there's a lot of people that drake kind of gives like you know more or less cosigns to but he just really really you know used that to propel him he ran um, with built it. a whole scene with it. Yeah, he ran with it super well, right? Yeah, yeah. He didn't just he he didn't just keep putting out the occasional verse on a Drake Drake track. He put out legitimately two incredible um, studio albums, which is not good bunnies, not easy bunny stretch of the imagination. Yeah, yeah. So let's get to it. What is our patented mine refinery cog rating system for this album? I have this as a nine out of ten. It's incredible. I I absolutely love this album. Yeah, to me, um, this is a ten out of ten. This is like the perfect album. Is if this I your could... first? Is this your first ten? It might be my first ten, this and I 10. yeah, and I stand solid by that because I'm I'm gonna be listening to this album forever. I've well, already looked into good. getting it on vinyl because I want it that badly. Yeah, this is just phenomenal. Let's get into another really good album. This album we've been waiting for for quite some time. I don't know. What's the gap in, in the releases? Five years. I think it was 2006. Yeah. Sun's tirade. Sun's tirade was like five years. Yeah. Jeez. Really ridiculous. Really so, ridiculous amount of time. We are talking about Isaiah Rashad's The House is Burning. So what did you think? What were your initial thoughts of this album? Well, I mean, it's kind of like, just like the time difference between the albums it's like i'm like did he just like reboot the shit and i think the fact that people were really anticipating i think speaks to the level of music that isaiah rashad puts out i mean so tyree was fantastic but 
I almost feel like uh, like th this that amount of time could have you know sunk a lot of people because we're in that like we need content all the time situation. But this is really chill. Sun's tirade was a very chilled out album. This one kind of follows that mode with you know uh, bits of bravado in it, like from the garden, the little Uzi Vert fucking uh, feature. But I mean, it really kind of seemed like he was trying to work out the last five years. And, you know, in this role, he did this interview recently with Rolling Stone where it kind of just like says that, you know, I, the reason why it took so long is because it's like I was imbued with personal crisis. But then this album ends up being kind of fun. And uh, overall, like I loved it. Like you could play this album in the lounge. It's a vibe. I could I couldn't listen to it while it was working out, but because it's kind of a low energy headspace. But it's very like dream, but like not in a neg necessarily negative way, but like it's dreamy, you know, the, the shimmering synths um really fucking good though i found i found myself just like sitting on the couch listening to it nodding my head just like thinking and you know taking it in and i appreciated this different vibe than the dave album but like very cool listen a very good listen uh, yeah I, I really like isaiah rashad son's tire i kind of like i always knew about him and i kind of you know got onto him a little bit late was was a civilia demo my friends were super into him and i kind of like picked up a little slowly. Like I kind of was aware of it. I was listening to it a little bit, but I didn't really give it some time. And then I kind of went back and got more into it. Uh, Sun's High Raid was fantastic, but I find his music to be maybe it's just like, you know, the stage I'm at or where I'm, where, you know, what I'm doing in life right now. But like, I find it to be very like kind of somber and I don't know if it's something about the mix, but he seems like he's behind the beats a little bit and he doesn't feel like the star of, of the show when he's rapping. It feels very like, relaxed and laid back and i know that some of it is to you know the southern kind of sound that he's going for but some of it is also like you know his stylistic choice and i i feel like i just want to hear the lyrics a little bit more and i want to be able to like understand and enjoy it a little bit more yeah i i think that if you that it, it definitely again creates like a very specific vibe and there was certain situations where, again, like when I was, you know, doing my heavy va heavy bag workout, I wasn't like throwing this on because usually I'll like listen to an album, I'll sit down, I'll listen to it, I'll have it in headphones, I'll listen to it, then I'll like enjoy it in my normal daily life, try to like take it in in different situations, but you know, it's very low energy it, it, it and there is some like really kind of fun moments on it, but then it's like the pacing does kind of you know bring it down i i think that if if that was a like if i had a criticism for isaiah rashad who i'm a big fan of it's just that it it doesn't offer a lot of sonic variety yeah i think that's you know you kind of hit, hit the nail on the head with that one like there's not a lot of variety and there's not that much urgency not that everything needs to be urgent it's weird because like i'm feel like I'm laying on a thick critique, but I'm a big fan of Isaiah Rashad and I like it. I just, I think I want to like it more than I currently do. And mm. it, I think it just fits a certain mood and a certain vibe for me, which I, which I can get and I can get behind. I just have some friends who are really, really big fans. I'm like, I get it. And I like it. I just, I wish there was like a little bit more for me there. Yeah. Especially if you look at the Dave album and just, how just how well it's sequenced and put together you know you kind of and i think that and that is kind of an issue also with like doing these back to back and kind of you know listening to taking all the music because like everything directly gets compared to um the other things that you're kind of listening to but 
I, I think that the criticism, that criticism is uh, found, you know, it, it's, it's totally cool. So, yeah, I mean, I don't, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So, like, what what tracks stood out for you on here? Uh, From the Garden with Lil Uzi was fucking fantastic. I yeah, love that track. Sounds really good. Claymore with Samino was really, really, really fucking good. I like Samino. Lay with ya was also really fucking good. I mean, those were kind of the ones that really kind of caught my uh, ear, if you will. Yeah, I like the. I kind of like the first half of the album a little bit more. Like from the garden with the Uzi Vert is really good as a little standout. R.I.P. Young is, is really good. I know there's good yeah. lyrics on them. I was kind of like reading through the lyrics more so than like hearing them. And I listened to this album a couple of times. I'm like, I know the lyrics are good, and I know he's a lyricist and he's spitting, but like it just doesn't like it doesn't feel like yeah, it's hard to like get to it. I don't know. That's how there's I no climax feel. in the yeah. third act of this album. Yeah, there's no. It's not like it's not. I mean, it, it's not kind of moving. You know, it's not crescendoing in any places. It's just like very kind of flat in terms of what it's offering. It doesn't, you know, have peaks and valleys like that kind of thing. So, like, it's really good if you are in this mood and I th- and you're in this kind of vibe. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not like you're all the time music. Like, I'm throwing this on to chill. I'm not throwing this on, you know. Yeah. I'm trying to stay awake in the car. I'm not throwing it on. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's like the kind of thing for with it for me. It's like, it feels like very background music. You know, that's I would like, you know, yeah. sit down and like chill out and like, oh, what are you playing? Oh, yeah, that's Isaiah Rashad. He's like, you know, playing over there. It's like in the other room. And I think maybe listening to it in comparison to the Dave album, like might not be fair to this album, because I think this like album, just like his last stuff is going to grow on me a little bit more. Yeah, I, I think what Sun's tirade is that I was I think at the time when it dropped, I was looking for that sound. And now, you know, it's just it's the problem is it's five years later. Yeah. Right. And if you're coming back with an almost similar, like with a similar situation, then uh, I mean, we're going to, you need to see some kind of, uh, I think like, where's the growth is my question. Yeah. Like putting out sun's tirade again, sun's tirade is a great album. So if you're doing something similar to that, that's fine. But it's like, what are we, what are you looking for? You know, as part of like Isaiah Rashad's personal journey, having, taking such a you know long time to put out an album and like i don't want to put that uh you know make that just honestly like a negative right away but it's kind of like well what you need you need to move the needle is what i'm saying yeah yeah like i like i think he kind of like went for this like a bit more grandiose southern sound here a little bit like he's paying homage to a lot of these like big southern acts like obviously like three six mafia i'm hearing a lot of on here lay with the duke deuce is all like in that kind of style like from chad like i mean like you know isaiah rashad's from chattanooga i like the features on here he picked really well i love that he has yg tut on here you know they're old friends you know they kind of came up rapping together i like to see him he's he put out one of my favorite mixtapes ever you know five or six years ago but you know the song with six lack is cool and SZA, but it feels like Six Lack is the star of the show, and I and for everyone listening, I know his name is pronounced Black, but it's written as Six Lack, so I will continue <laughs> to say it that way. I bo- I'm listen. I'm with you. I I think what he did was he did well in bringing out the top dog entertainment people. Like what I mean, J, J- Rock and and SZA? Yeah, 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 like that. So that was like good to see, and like that, you know. Do, do you I think really like a, a Kendrick verse would have you know helped? 
Well, that's what well, well, there was one on there's one on side's ty- son's yeah. tirade. I yeah. mean, I, at this point, I'm I'm like wanting to hear anything from Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, because I'm I, like, let's let's get some Kendrick Lamar fucking out here. So like, it was good from that. I do like Sun's tirade much better than this album, though. Like, I really like Sun's tirade. I think I'm gonna have to sit with this album for a little bit. You know, I think like you know, you talk to me in like four weeks, and like I might have more to say about it. But I think with the weather, <laughs> you know, outside and stuff, like I, it doesn't really feel like I need to be playing. Is this, this a album. winter album? Is this a winter album? I don't know. Is what, this for what hibernation? Is this season, for hibernation? Maybe like fall. Like it's like I feel like kind of cold and like chilling, and you know you're just like in in one place and you're trying to get home. You know that kind of thing. It just doesn't yeah. really feel like a. It's not like you know maybe it is kind of summery, like a summer night kind of album, like sitting in the car and like just chilling, like you know. But it just feels very like it's in the back somehow, like you know. It doesn't feel. I like, agree with that. Yeah. So, what do you think about him kind of taking that five years off? Like, is that something that he? could like should have done you know does that make sense to do like what level do you have to be as an artist to to take five years off you know what like i don't want to say hey he shouldn't have taken five years off because like when you read interviews with him just about the process of putting this album out there was like shit going on in his life and like i commend anybody who's especially we're at a time where like people are giving uh, like simone biles shit for pulling out of you know pulling out of the fucking olympic events I think at the end of the day, like we can sit here and talk shit about taking years to put out fucking follow-ups. And I think what we're doing is we're looking at it from a pop culture standpoint context in terms of like, you need to stay fresh because like there's, you have to feed the beast from a content standpoint, but he clearly had a bunch of shit going on during it. And if he's taking the time to do it and he's still putting out a pretty fucking good album, that's really good. It's just like, what lens are you looking at? Are you looking at it from, from like, you know, a pop music and industry sense, uh, because of like the hyper capitalist fucking industry, the way it works, uh, now. So like, should he have put one out sooner? Sure. But like, even really looking at it from like the human perspective, it's, he, he, he clearly had a bunch of shit going on and it's better to just, deal with that rather than drop fucking albums and do like maybe not even as good music you know what i mean if you're doing an album under fucking duress the only difference like the big reason why i don't i'm not rating this much higher is because if i'm gonna throw on an album to get this vibe i'm likely gonna throw on sun's tirade yeah that makes sense to me too so wait what was your rating on this album then 7.5 it's not a bad it's not a bad album like, you know what I mean? It's not a bad album by any stretch of the imagination, but it's just like you you consider the artist and his talent and he's like obscenely talented. Uh, he's got, the, you know, the, the right team behind him. And I just think I would have liked to have heard more, but I'm giving it a 7.5. Yeah, I think that's, you know, kind of where I'm at, too. I was, you know, struggling with it um, on the wait to get here to record this where I was thinking about the album and I was thinking about, you know, what does it mean? And I think that in some ways he's kind of a style guy and this is the style and the lane that he does. And I get it. I think that maybe I'm looking for something more from an artist or something more, you know, from anyone. So that this didn't really impress me that much. Um, I like it. You know, I know it's good and I I know it's going to grow on me. I'm just, I think he's an artist and I think there's been other artists. I've said this before where I get what they're doing and I like them. And I, I just want them to make me a bigger fan of them. And I haven't really found that from Isaiah Rashad yet. I'm like, you know what? It's cool. Also, we're like kind of looking at it from like the 2021 context. And yeah. there's a lot of really good music fucking coming out. 
Yeah. Like every week we're like, there's another album where we're like, fuck, is this going to be on the year end? Yeah. Yeah. That's also a good point. Right. Like, but like, I think that's a hard thing too. And that's, you know, when, we, when you talk about this five year off thing, it's, you know, life is demanding and there's a lot going on and it's hard to take five years off as an artist, a touring act, but also, you know, we don't give artists much time to take off anymore. It's like, you know, you got to be on, you got to be on the ball. You got to be doing things. You got to be moving all the time. You got to be on social media. So to do that is to go against, you know, conventional wisdom, you know, to take that time off. But he probably did what he needed to do. And, and you know, he's in a better place and, you know, he's back making music again. I like, you know, the singles that we kind of got. I was really, really a fan of Lay With You. I think I just I want to see a bit more growth or new styles, maybe a new producer, you know, something else. Like I want to see him like elevate a little bit more. And I didn't really find that on this album. Yeah, I agree. I again, I enjoyed it. But it was like, what mood am I in? Like, what vibe am I looking for? And yeah, I definitely agree that he's kind of a vibe guy. Which is, you know, it's a it's a fine thing to be. I guess maybe even especially in the context of just listening to Dave album, I'm looking for something more. Yeah. Well, let's move on and talk about hometown hero Charlotte Day Wilson and her album Elf Alpha. What did you think of this album? Okay, I really enjoyed it. Uh, this album has moments where it's like very rooted in '90s R&B, like on a track like "If I Could," "If I Could," or "Take Care of You." "Take Care of You" is a fucking great song, by the way. But then you get I Can Only Whisper, uh, where you're getting Bad Bad Not Good and playing with Psychedelia, like towards the end with like the you know, the sitar situation. Um, you get kind of the same vibe with uh, Lovesick Utopia, where you have like the chorus flange on the uh, guitar. You have the dreaminess of changes. And, you know, by the end of it, you have an album that's kind of taking you on a sonic journey. And then like when it's all said and done, you ask yourself, well, how did this kind of great thing come together? And you look at the credits and see it's largely written produced by her with a fantastic supporting cast of course but charlotte wilson day you know with her you have someone who brings a a very under the radar o tour game to the music thing and it's really fucking cool and the ability to kind of shape an album that isn't one note in the in, in you know in the r&b genre really fucking good there was a you know playing with instrumentation playing with vibes playing with ideas and i just really fucking appreciated it and the only thing is i wish we could have reviewed it just a little bit sooner yeah yeah i i think i agree like like do you think this album is going to put charlotte wilson on the map it should because it has the thing it has all the tools you need so there is again as i mentioned that sonic variety but then also it has songs like if i could or take care of you where is take care of you the one with sid it is the one with Sid. i always thought i felt like i kind of heard sampha on that song on that song a little bit i don't think it's it's i think there's like some pitching that's done there but it like, yeah it sounds it's, like, like, a bit. like a song like that is like primed to do well on a bigger stage and i i think that again if this wasn't to break through in that manner then I'm wondering, I'm, I'm like, if you put this in a different context, like on a fucking different label or something like what would, what would happen? Because it's just like, are the ears listening to it? Because I think if the ears are listening to this, this is really good shit. Yeah. A hundred percent. What are your, what's your favorite song on this? What are your favorite collabs? Uh, the Bad Bad Not Good collab is yeah. fucking awesome. I mean, I'm a Bad Bad Not Good stan. Uh, something about Danforth Music Hall. They're fucking incredible. 
I absolutely uh, fucking love that track it, that she did. I think it was the second track on it. It was um, uh, I Can Only Whisper. Really fucking good. That was probably my favorite track on it. I do love Lovesick Utopia. You know, um, Keep Moving. Again, really fucking good. Like, it's like this is really solid, um, this album. And I feel like it's just adding to the R&B prowess uh, of the city yeah i think so too and i think that you know we're witnessing a, a sonic class kind of rise together you know you have daniel caesar you have charlotte wilson you have river tibier i believe they kind of all work together on the same management or label in some kind of form or fashion bad bad not good as well and they're all these like you know really independent strong you know well-managed acts that are kind of you know working together in this way and they're all like you know on the verge of kind of like getting to the top spot or whatever whatever they want they're kind of already almost there so i think that's really cool and i think that this is a really really great album i think mountains is my favorite song on it it really caught me i know i have that like saved in some special playlists i'm excited to see kind of what's next i think we'll get you know some singles towards the end of the year maybe or like we'll see her featured with you know a, a larger artist because i think that will be you know kind of spot yeah we gotta get these people out here yeah like there is like there's really you know if you're looking at like daniel caesar looney charlotte Day wilson savannah ray jesse ray it's like it's a murderer's row um in the r&b front yeah and um i think it needs to be encapsulated on a larger stage because you wouldn't want like this little mini golden era to go to waste you know what i mean and then even on like a larger situation i mean he's more pop but i mean the weekend really brings the r&b situation heavily influenced by michael jackson um yeah. so you know, it's good to see, obviously, one artist get on a fucking the biggest stage, but I feel like all of these artists are absolutely fucking talented and, you know, like, it's depth. It's not like a couple people. It's more now like, well, who's putting out an album? There'll be a, a few of them this year. And I think that should be appreciated on a larger stage. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, I'm excited to see kind of what comes next. What is your patented minor refinery cog rating for this album? I have this as an eight. It's really good. It, it was a good album. I think there's some, you know, there's some more room for growth, but I think, you know, everything is, uh, every album, every piece of music she's putting out is another steady climb and just really, really kind of savvy in terms of how this was sequenced and put together. So it's a, it, it's, I can't wait to listen to what she's putting out next. Yeah, I agreed. I have this at 8.5. I think this is a really, really strong album. I kind of wish that it wasn't kind of coming out in this weird COVID era. I know that she doesn't really make like, you know, outside, outside music. Like it's kind of like personal music yeah. in some ways, but it just feels like, you know, there should have been like a show and like, there should have been a little bit more fanfare and like, you know, just the, maybe the normal, the normalcy of, you know, the before times is kind of what I'm craving here. Cause I feel like it kind of came out and it didn't really get like, I'm not like, yeah, it's uh I think no. I think it's great. I think it should be. You should be. Should at least be in a f packed Danforth Music Hall watching. Yeah. This. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, I'm excited. I think we had a really good episode. There's a lot of great music we talked about today. The ratings are all you know fairly pretty high, and I'm excited to talk about what potentially Kanye and Drake next next time we talk. Are they so? Is Drake supposed to drop this week? I don't know. I think I think it's weird because I think that you know. Because the UMG is, you know, Universal Music Group. So I think they would avoid 
having it on the same yeah 100 having on the same day yeah because they like i noticed that like a few other acts like there's some major label acts that dropped on wednesday last week and i'm like you guys are just trying to move the other way for yeah. kanye so but also don't know when kanye's gonna you know put the album out like he like do you, I, got, I wonder if he's gonna actually stick to the date <laughs> time will only tell about that yeah well i'm looking forward to talking to you again and seeing if the album comes out next time we talk yeah man thank you for joining me kyle absolutely looking forward to talking to you again soon thank you guys for listening see you guys Thank you.